I got an email from UT the other day and they're like, hello, Kurt. We would love to set up a meeting with you over Zoom to discuss like how you could donate to the University of Texas. No, I'm ma'am. Like, Fuck you. Uh, first of all, do not donate to the University of Texas because they closed the pharmacy in my building and I can no longer get snacks during the day. That's gay. Gay. And that's in the Hillary Duff gay. Um, yeah. I, I hate it. I'm so upset. So University of Texas should be punished. Yeah. Also, like, it was kind of like mean because they were like we see that you've been doing like so well since being a graduate of ut i'm like i work at a restaurant like fuck (laughs) off you're like you have a successful podcast yeah (laughs) that thousands of people listen to yeah thousands thousands (laughs) god so yeah i was like wow that, that was mean that was that was that was shady i should just take the meeting and be like i have no money and i work as a server (laughs) thank you university of texas thank you thank you ut Hook up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the intro. All right. <laughs> and out came talk. Talk, talk. episode now hi everyone hi hello welcome welcome it is a rare sunday record where we're not blackout drunk and we're not blackout drunk baby we're sober we're sober i i am drinking a rosé right now rosé cider oh, i'll be drunk soon no, but not good. right now i'm, I'm not waiting behind until after i mean until after um but welcome this is straight people movies uh it is the podcast where each week two gays get together we explore a movie that is made for straight people, and we mm-hmm. ask the question, why? Why? Because it's why musical again. I, uh, why? Podcast day. Pop music. Pop music. It's all in the na- it's nasally. Nasal. You want to? I want to sing in the throat. Sing out just a yeah. guttural. Yeah, I want like a belter, but no, yeah. that's not the vibe. Today. Not the vibe. Uh. Yeah. And we're, not the vibe. We're also not talking about a movie this week. We're not. We're doing our first foray into something that's not a movie. It's not a movie. Isn't that fun? Isn't it fun? Uh, I don't know why. Something, the Holy Spirit came over me and was like, Dylan, make make your own version of Donda. Uh, go a little crazy um, and do something that's not really a movie, but a web series instead. Yeah. And like two weeks ago, I was like, Kirk. Oh, God, I know. We're doing this. <laughs> you have no choice. I know. And here's the thing. I'd be, I, I'm, I'm glad we're doing web series because I feel like other than, like, the gay and wondrous life of Caleb Gallo, all web series are pretty straight for the most part. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, like, very straight. I feel like the, the moment YouTube became a thing, even before YouTube, straight people were like, the internet, oh, this is going to mm-hmm. be a great place for us to put all of our comedy on Oh, Baba. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, that's the thing about, like, uh, like Funny or Die and shit, all those web shorts. Right. Yeah. Web series are dark. Uh, they but we decided are. We to, to do the darkest of them. Yeah, we did. And this is at the height. Like, I feel like web series, like, still exist. But this was, like, when they first came out, it was on mm-hmm. another level. Like, everyone loved them. I, I think I loved them. Yeah. Like, web series are fun. God, I don't, I'm trying I don't... to fit it in high school. So weird. It is really weird. It's, it's awful. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of web series, before we even get started, we got a shout out, shout out uh, R.I.P. Trevor Moore, who was in Whitest Kids You Know, who was probably like my my biggest web influence in high school, like web comedy, the sketch comedy troupe. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, he died uh, August 7th. It was only 41, which is so dark. And uh, that was like, that was my web series. It was me and my girls. That's so sad. We'd get together and we would watch uh, Whitest Kids You Know, and we would watch the one that Donald Glover was in. Which was called Derek Comedy. Those two. That was that was my web comedy experience or web stuff. But he was my favorite always. Trevor Moore. It was really sad. R.I.P. That is so sad. I actually um, no. My friends, friends, brother is one of the whitest kids you know. Oh really? That's so cool. Yeah. Oh. Not, not the one who passed, but anyway. Yeah, that's really sad. The Ugh. slow jerk was had a huge influence over me. For real. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Anyway, but we're going to be talking about a three-part web series today made by the one, the only, Joss Whedon. We will get into it. 
Oh, God. That's right. We're talking about Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. Woof. 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 God, has this aged weirdly. It is a... It came out in 2008. Uh, Ooh, it's a God, music was so cursed. 2008 was a really bad year. I was listening to Lady Trons of Volacephro. I've never known how to say that album. The album artwork on that thing is also Ooh, cursed. I'm curious. Yeah, let's look, look that shit up. It's Ooh. very... Like, you'll see it and go, that is 2008 in image form. Ooh, I'm very curious. Vola, so uh, Vola, Oh my god! Oh my god! You know what I mean? Uh, it's okay. cursed. It's cursed. I probably will cut out all the Dallas stuff, but uh, when we were in Dallas, we. This reminds me. I was in the record shop and I found Mika's Life and Color, oh, whatever no, it's yep, called. Same, and I was like, same oh, vibe. Same vibe. Dark. And then we were at a gay bar and they were playing Love Today by Mika, and I was like, Oh no! Is there? Are we about to have a Mikasance? I feel like places like Dallas, no tea, no shade, um, are like ten years in the past. Oh yeah, because I oh, feel whenever like ever... they find out about Truth Hurts, oh it's over, oh, over, it's for over, you, yeah. over. I heard three different Ava Max songs in one night, baby. Oh, oh yeah, I, I remember one time I went to San Marcos. I also feel like they're stuck in the past, and I went to a bar, and literally they were playing like Gorillas, like Demon Days, and like. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that and i was like god i guess everyone at the bar is like in their 30s and just like it never let demon days go which no. they shouldn't it's a great album but great album no plastic beach but it's great <laughs> um anyway he speaking of 2008 we are talking about you know that album came out in 2005 uh we are talking about the 2008 musical web series dr horrible sing-along vlog directed by joss whedon and starring the one neil patrick harris we will get into it nathan fillion we will also get into it felicia day maybe not and Simon Helberg. Uh, and it was Your written, king, Simon Helberg. I love oh, Simon Helberg. Uh, <laughs> king. Honestly, he's two for two in movies I've watched this year. Um, <laughs> this was written during the 2007-2008 writer's strike. Dr. Horrible's and Dr. Horrible and Captain Hammer play rival supervillain superhero, respectively, who share a love interest and sing the worst songs literally ever written of all time. Ever. Yeah, absolutely. Unlistenable music. So uh, bad. And you can watch it for free on YouTube right now. No commercials either, which is really cool. Yeah, they put them all together for your all together. Pleasure. I'm pretty sure it was like some Brazilian stan account, which really, when we open the gates of heaven, the only people let in would be Brazilian uh, stan accounts. Yeah, and like Come the people at Popeyes that give you too many chicken strips, they'll be let in first. <laughs> Every time I go to Popeyes, I'm like, I'll take a three piece, and I end up with like seven, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, love it. Oh, Popeyes. Popeyes. Sounds so good. Um, okay, so this, we're going to probably, I'm just going to call it a movie just because I watched a it in short one go. film, if you will. A short film. Yes. Uh, but just a general vibe. It sucks. It's so <laughs> bad, Dylan. It's, so bad. it's like, it's like simultaneously just bad on its own but also it's got to be the most dated like mm-hmm. I, it's just about that time right yeah for like the late 2000s to have their like reappraisal moment yeah god what a horrible moment in time the Truly. late 2000s really were i'm sorry everything well, about it is just cringy as fuck so it's like i feel like the early 2000s were marked with a homemade aesthetic that was supposed to be very tactile. Think of your Sufjan Stevens, your Napoleon Dynamites, your yep. Royal Tenenbaums. And in the late 2000s is homemade, but very digital. See this. Mumble see that Mumblecore. These things that just look like shit and not it, like cool shit. Like, I don't like a sexualized videotapes. It looks like garbage. It's bland. bland. It's bland is what I would call it. I feel like every, person was like oh reality looks like people wearing like fucking hoodies and like like felicia day's outfits oh unreal oh my god i mean girls dressed like that then but i just feel like there's like this on it's like on uh, except for like dogma 95 is cool but it's like this <laughs> on purposely i know i just compared it to dogma 95 but it's like on purposely mundane looking to the point mm-hmm. where it's like but no one actually like looks or is or acts this fucking boring yes poor poor felicia day she god, is god that poor girl what like what do they see in her no it's like sad it's, it's really... sad. but also i would call her a joss whedon girl she they mm-hmm. all have the same vibe 
Yep. All of the girls that he puts in everything he does all have the same vibe. They're like skinny, meek, and have uh, hair that is not their natural hair color. <laughs> it's it really is uh, unfortunate. This entire movie. The only good costumes is costuming is Doctor Horrible. Like even fucking like Captain Hammer is wearing like old navy cargo shorts. I know, and again, it's like so on purpose. That's what bothers me. I it's know. not like they're like, oh, just come in with what you would normally wear. It's like there is like you can tell there's like this like they're trying to make it like they're just normal everyday people, but they happen to be superheroes. But normal people villains. wear like good clothes. Yeah, people <laughs> dress well, and that's what's funny is the late two thousands was actually the height of hipsterdom, ironically enough. Yeah. And that I remember when I went to like fucking art school in two thousand nine, like the way people dressed. Ooh, child, like churning licks. <laughs> Churning mm-hmm. uh, looks in your 101 design class, you know, and it just I like, too have heard of Memphis, and I don't feel like we have any like proper represent. Like I don't feel like there are any pieces of media that properly represent what that actual time period really looked like. Yeah, maybe like at skins. All. Like you, yeah, Let's skins. Like British. Skins is good. I feel like British shows got to write like misfits skins. Mm-hmm. Like I actually feel like I connect more with like British content from that time period of like what it was like to be. In that era mm-hmm. than I do with, like, most mainstream stuff. I guess Juno, sort of, even though it's, like, over the top and it's, like, vibe. But I feel yeah. like, at like, the very least, like, when we were teenagers at that time period, we all were very, like, we're really smart. We read J.D. Salinger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, I, think the, I think Juno might actually be, like, what killed that kind of homemade aesthetic. Because it was, like, it such did. a big... It was the big... She was the Nova Bomb at the end. Like, it was... It really big. was. It's kind of like how The Suburbs by Arcade Fire killed indie rock. Yep. That was the last bit of it. And then after, like, two years later, that's, like, Haim 1975 and churches pop off. And it's like, all right. Pop-da-mism. pop Have you listened to the new churches album? I heard it's good. It's fine. I don't like churches, though. I've never it's... liked them. I think her voice is annoying. And I think she's kind of <laughs> annoying. She's a Libra, just like me. I love it. Um, the whole thing is, like, I'm a woman. Hear me roar. And it's, like. Okay. And then at uh, the same time, it's like you got Halsey's album. I don't know if you listened to it. But I actually, I, I enjoyed it. Not like a whole lot, but like I liked it. And I feel like it's like the one thing that I like am like grasping onto with it is it's like at least she's like criticizing herself. That's like, good. I'm like, God, it's been so long since a pop star has been like, I suck. And you're like, God, thank you. Like, because I feel like all pop stars, like Lord Solar Power is her being like, guys, throw your phones in the ocean and like <laughs> dance in the sun with me. I'm rich, you know? And it's just like, mm-hmm. fuck off, dude. Sorry. Right. I, I know I just slandered Lord, but that's how I felt after I listened to that. That album's not good. Not good. Not good. Look, me, me and the girlies will be keep listening to the new Turnstile album. Ooh, I need um, to listen to that still. It's fantastic. Anyway, let's talk about... The man herself, Joss Whedon. Oh, God. You know, it's really cringy because I used to really like a lot of his work. Yeah, what, what's your what's your history with her? So I never was into Buffy, so mm-hmm. don't let's not even get into that. I mean, you can get into it if you like Buffy. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't know anything really about Buffy other than the couple of episodes that Friends which Basically, I had a friend that was like, Joss Whedon. And he, w- he showed me... Um, well, I'd seen Serenity in high school, and uh-huh. I didn't know it was based on a TV show. I just went and saw because I like sci-fi. And I yeah. loved the movie. I liked mm-hmm. Serenity a lot. I haven't seen it in years. I'm sure it's horrible. But I liked it. And then someone, when I was in college, was like, oh, have you ever seen Firefly? And I'm like, no. And he's like, it's literally Serenity. Like, Serenity is like the ending of Firefly. I was like, oh, that makes sense because <laughs> Serenity didn't make, like, any fucking sense to me. Like, but I liked it. Um, and I watched Firefly, and I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I liked the characters. Like, I fell in love with Nathan Fillion like everyone else was Uh, at this time period Um, and really enjoyed it for the most part and then I watched Dollhouse love Dollhouse love Dollhouse although the rushed I think it's really funny that they got cancelled and they were like instead of doing they had six seasons or something planned out they just did all of this like seasons they had planned out all condensed into one season so it's truly horrific to watch but season one's great Mm-hmm. Um, uh, of course, the courses of the gay podcast are like never seen Buffy. Firefly is fine, but Dollhouse, Mama. <laughs> yeah, Dollhouse is cool. Dollhouse, Dollhouse is really is so cool. cool. It's scary liking Dollhouse now when mm-hmm. you know what kind of person yeah. Joss is. It's like, uh, yeah, it's a little too like okay. Oh, you do think all women are replaceable, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, they are dolls for you to play with. Got mm-hmm. it. Yep. Okay. Um, and one thing I do will say about something that Joss did do is I feel like. He writes 
likable, sensitive male characters, Mm -hmm. including ones that sometimes lean into the LGBTQI plus vibes. Mm -hmm. Not as like overtly as say like some British shows have done, but I feel like he was trying to be kind of like, I don't know, like the American, like who's the guy that runs Doctor Who? Uh, You know what I'm talking about. No, the BBC. I don't know. Oh, you you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there's like a vibe of like, he tries to make content that like everyone will like, and is filled with like well-written for the most part, fleshed out characters, male and female. Yeah. And you know, I think people really liked that. I think he was kind of at the forefront of something, especially at that time. Has it aged? Well, Uh, maybe not. Maybe not so much. I don't know. What what, what about you? I mean, it's actually kind of the same. Like I didn't really watch Buffy, not because I didn't want to, because I know I would have loved it, but because um, Beaumont didn't get UPN. So like, we just couldn't watch it. Uh, And yeah, we didn't get UPN. So I never watched that. And then I watched uh, Veronica Mars like much later. Uh, Yeah. We didn't get UPN or the WB until like 2005, 2006. Uh, so I missed all those shows, um, but I did watch Dollhouses on Fox, loved it, uh, watched Firefly. I remember nothing about it. I, I, I have the DVDs of it. Don't, that's, one of the, that's a classic DVD box set to have, like Arrested Development, Family Guy, Firefly. If you're straight from the 2000, early 2000s, you have those three, just like me. Uh, I loved Dollhouse. I really like his Avengers um, I've, I've never seen it, but I know people like it, question it's, mark? Yeah, yeah, it's... People like it's, it. It's un, I mean, like, it's weird because it's like, it is, the, the world is ending, there's a big giant portal that's sucking in the earth, but it still feels, like, small for a superhero movie. Like, it doesn't feel like... <laughs> the later superhero, I guess the later ones are very, like, galactic and, like, the universe, whereas, like, this one's just Earth. Right. Um <laughs> And then... I mean, you know, we love Justice League, but not really because of him, because of Zack Snyder. Um, I love Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, but he didn't direct that, right? No, he wrote wrote it, though. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of things to like about Joss Whedon, I think. Yes. I, I... I think what sucks is that his style of, like, humor is, like, really what aged weird. Yes. Like, it's this very, like... Self-aware thing I guess I wouldn't call it like Full-on meta mm-hmm. But there's like It plays with meta I mean well, In a, the Cabin in the Woods It does But like everything mm-hmm. else He does I feel like it's more like a You're watching a sci-fi show Ha 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 Like you know It's It's it kind of the same thing as like, as like Scream But Scream is like Infinitely better Right Um, And it is very much Just like uh, the I think the kind of big ver- Biggest version of that In Dr. Horrible is in the beginning whenever Dr. Horrible is and he's doing a blog and he's um, reading letters and somebody says like something sarcastic and he goes, sarcasm. And what does he, what did he say? It's like sarcasm. Oh yeah. God. And it's like, that's the most Joss Whedon. That I agree. And I noticed that too, Dylan, when yeah. he did that line, I was like, this is Joss Whedon. The Star Sweden. It's like, is that sarcasm? <laughs> and it's a little like, uh, it kind of goes into like, the language of like the Avengers and stuff too. Cause like, you know, Tony Stark will be like, a, I don't know, a fucking monster will die. And it's like, I'll have that on the side. I don't know. <laughs> it's not that. It's not like, it's not a fucking drag queen. It's not, yeah, it's not a Harvey Firestein, but it's something really similar to that where it's just Yeah. It's like, like a straight version of like a drag queen quip. Exactly. Yeah. And he's, his style actually reminds me more of like, uh, Kevin Smith. And they both have had kind of like really parallel careers and they both kind of like popped off in the mid nineties. And then they have these like various levels of successful things and they knew how to play the internet really early. Um, Kevin Smith is just far straighter. It's for like sports bros. And then Dr. Jo- Dr. Horrible, uh, Joss Whedon is more for like theater gays, but theater, but like theater gays are straight. Yeah. Theater gays that are straight. Exactly. I feel like Joss Whedon, like, I think the reason why a lot of people like him is because he taps into something that I don't think other creators do, which mm-hmm. is that he theater straights like him, like nerds like him. Mm-hmm. It's just a very like earnest thing that like good guys, quote unquote, like, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that a lot of guys and girls too, I think like about Joss Whedon's work is because there's for the most part, other than Dr. Horrible, Mostly pretty, like, realistic romances and 
male female interactions that are like well written and like yeah. romance that is well done. Well, that was like um, the big thing about Buffy is that it was like very there were very like queer love stories and yeah stuff like that. yeah he's very into lesbians he's got lesbians, lesbians. in all of his shit and I think also he's... watching it <laughs> talking about that now it's like yikes, 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 yikes right and that's what's so disappointing about all the allegations is it's like he did so much I think like in a proto way for the gay community actually mm-hmm. but then at the end of the day it was always kind of in service for the straight male gays yep you know. Yep. And that's all it really was. He's just a good guy. He's a wolf dressed up in good guy's clothing. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's promising young woman. It is. It's promising young woman. It's like, it's like proto incel shit. Like, yeah, I think for me, that's the biggest thing I got out of watching Dr. Horrible this time oh, yes. is it's like, Oh, this is like pre incel shit. Because I, at first I was like, like, if we want to get really into the plot of the movie, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, like fuck Dr. Horrible. He like likes this girl because she's cute. You know, classic, yeah. right? And then, you know, you're like, oh, she, like, cares about homeless people, I guess. And he seems somewhat mildly interested in, like, dismantling the system, but they never really go into it. Yeah. And then we're supposed to feel bad when Captain Hammer's like, oh, I'm going to bone your girl that only because you like her. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, gave me full-on, like, Chad versus nerd energy, <sighs> you know? Yep. And I'm just like, by the end of the day, y'all both want the same thing, which is to bone this chick. Yeah. Like, you don't actually like this girl. I mean, what's to like? She's not that pretty. She sings terribly, and she's got horrible <laughs> style. And she, like, <laughs> likes, she cares about homeless people the way, like, a 12-year-old, like, likes Cinderella, you know? Yeah, she's not actually, like, working in the soup kitchen or, you know, helping, like, case management. She's, like... Signing petitions. Yeah, and I get it simple. It's a 40-minute short. I'm not trying to be, like, super, like, critical of that because the <sighs> songs are what's really bad about it. But <laughs> I just think it was an interesting thing to watch because you're just like, yeah, this was kind of, like, what all romance was around this time. Like, especially the 2000s. It was very, like, nerd gets girl because nerd is endearing, question mark? Yeah. But then he's, like, not. Well, it's the thing that's, like, still pervasive, and I think it's, like, I don't even think we've tackled it like culturally at all, but it's still the idea that like nerds don't rule everything. Right. When nerds are the jocks now. Right. They and, like, are the, the internet jocks. They are the internet jocks. So it's like every Marvel movie makes $500 billion video game sell. You know, it's not, I'm not playing video games in my mom's basement, whatever. It's like everyone plays video games and you can have like Call of Duty makes more money then I don't know, then like get out entirely did in one week you have like, it's still. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I get what you're saying. There's been like, it's almost like there's been an entire overhaul of like the way men work, especially like millennial Mm -hmm. millennial men specifically work and are. And I feel like they still think they're like different than other guys, but it's like, Mm. you're like, you're You're the standard. Yeah. And this is, like, the beginning of that. It's just it... the beginning of that because I think we're at a really good age to discuss this kind of stuff because we're yeah. smack dab in the middle of being a millennial. Uh-huh. So it's, like, I've known older guys that, like, more lean into, like, what early millennials, I guess, is what we call them are. And then I know a lot of zennials. Um, and there's such a difference, I feel mm-hmm. like. It's, like, even with people I work with, like, the older guys that, like, are in their 30s, it's, like, they still, like, like taking back Sunday and, like – that kind mm-hmm. of sh- you know what I mean? Like unironically yeah. or like pop punk is good. Yeah. And I'm like, what? But we were like 12 when that came out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was like four 12 year olds. Listen to real know? music. Yeah. It's like, listen <laughs> to real actual good emo music. And then, yeah. and then, yeah. And they love stuff like Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. And they love Joss Whedon. They love Dr. Who. And they're like mm-hmm. all about Star Wars. It's just like, but they're still like, like girls like me. It's like, it's like, no girl. I've been to Comic-Con. I've been to San Diego Comic-Con twice, and there are a trillion people there. And it's it's just you just it's just because, like, I think it is kind of a – I don't want to say the, the lion sheet in media, but, like, it is, like, a really big population of, like, movies, like, internet creators. There's a lot of internet stuff that doesn't get talked about, like, in mainstream culture. It's, the like, the way in which, like, the culturati kind of talked about stuff is still very traditional. And I will give, like – like hardcore like nerd nerds that is that they do kind of exist in this sort of parallel world that doesn't get talked about like very discord very twitch very right. youtube um but that still is a majority of people yeah like, that's a thing the thing like people will watch i don't ninja's twitch live stream 
20 times people have watched that than they would watch like a, a live stream of Coachella. Right. Or, right. or Annette or right. uh, yeah, where No, you're so the, right. But it's like Annette gets, you know, billboards and like gets talking about talked about in like the New York Times stuff like that, but you don't see any of this stuff because it's like even though the culture has moved past like the nerd being the lesser and the nerd is actually the superior right now, the media is such an old uh, vanguard. And yeah. Like that. yeah. You're right. It's this highbrow versus lowbrow thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're over here, like me and you trying to like stand up for camp, but like, we're yeah. like the nerds still don't feel like fucking Avengers breaking records is enough for them to feel seen. Yeah. They it's still, the they need like, to win Oscars and shit too. It's that thing of like, let people enjoy things. I'm like, no, let people fucking criticize things. Let people bitch about stuff. Let people gripe about stuff. It's so nice. I love doing it. Yeah, it's so much fun. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, getting back into like the actual thing, the mm-hmm. sing-along blog, it's it's so weird watching it because it's like, I, I will say this, it's such a time capsule, right? We already discussed yes. like the clothing and this like mumblecore aesthetic, but it's also like the pop musical is like popping mm-hmm. off around this time. It's like in the Heights and like all this other shit. It's very Year like, before Glee. Even Wicked, you know, like Wicked. It's just, like, it's, like, all very, like, earnest and, like, fun, but it's, like, slightly, it's sly. It's, like, a little, like, we know it's a musical and this is dumb, but, like, also you love it. Mm-hmm. Right? And then also, I'd say, like, a really big kind of underappreciated influence of this is Flight of the Concords. Oh, absolutely. But right Flight of the Concords slaps. Flight of the Concords is so fucking funny. Still, please rewatch it. It's so good. So good. And that 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 has that, that, that homemade quality you were talking about mm-hmm. that I like. Yeah. About like the way they dress and the vibe. Very that actually, style. I think that actually captures the vibe of that period more than maybe anything else. I can oh think yeah, of. in okay. a real it's, way. It's uh, like what is it? Awkward core. What is it called? Where it's like a uh, cringe core, like The Office, but like yeah. not unwatchable. Like The Office is sometimes. Yeah, Flight of the yeah. Concord's great. SPM approved. Yeah, we love it. But yeah, yeah. it's it, it's interesting. And then you got the whole blog aspect of it, right? Yes. You know what I mean? And it's like, and yeah. what's so funny is it's called Dr. Horrible Single on Blog, but I feel like the blog is like, it's like the intro to every episode for like five minutes and then it yeah. like kind of like moves on to the actual story, yeah, then which it's is like, really not that interesting. But the blog part of it is actually probably the most interesting thing about the the, mm-hmm. the, the thing is that it's like a blog. And this is when blo- vlogs, I guess, actually, oh, v- yeah. video blog, right? Mm-hmm. This is like the beginning of that. Yeah. So yeah. I got to give Joss Whedon that. It's interesting and... You know, it's so funny that, like, like it's so funny, like, what vlogs have become. Mm-hmm. It's oh, like it's, before, yeah. it's like Facebook statuses or, like, tweets, right? People thought, oh, we just talk about ourselves and that's good enough. That's what mm-hmm. we all thought in 2008. And now it's like, oh, no, you need to, like, create content. You need to, like, be do – you have to have an angle. You need to be doing mm-hmm. something interesting. You need to be, like, funny and relatable. Like, it's, like, not about just, like, oh, I, like, am trying to be a super villain and I'm failing at it. Yeah. Like, listen to me whine. It's like, but that's what people did in 2008. That's what did. And I do kind of like, it does feel kind of proto for like him to be, have a character for someone to like be a character in a blog. And then like actually be a, that, that's another like nerd thing. It's like people like the performance of like who I present myself, but actually make it my own little baby. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing that's the most off-putting thing about the movie is like making him so like likable and shit. Or yeah. trying to make him likable, but he's not. He's like, not likable. Because he's, like, awkward and can't talk to a girl. And we're just supposed to immediately be like, oh, yeah, relatable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Girls yeah. are so hard to know. <laughs> 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 it's like, oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. All of you, shut huh. up. Shut up. Girls are people. Just Girls talk to them like a normal fucking yeah, person, you fucking psycho. Yeah. You <laughs> don't understand what's so difficult about it. You know what you do after you see her like three times in the laundromat? You go, hey, I've seen you around here a lot. Well, hi, do you live down the street? Easy. How Easy. hard is that? Easy. Or like, I don't know, compliment something about them. Like I literally like watch, straight bros. Watch like one charisma video on YouTube. Watch one video on what it's how to talk to people properly. Mm-hmm. And I, I guarantee in 10 minutes you all have figured it out. Yeah. It's like just say nice things to people, mm-hmm. like try to find common ground, and then just talk about them. Yeah. It's and not listen. hard. And, li- and listen. Listen. I am alone at a crossroads. I am at home in my own home. Listen by Beyonce. It's so fucking stupid. I swear God. to God. I like don't have time for it anymore. Like, it's annoying. It's, we're going to die in 10 years. The heat wave of the, of the universe will take us all. Yeah, um, as it should. Please, in this, I can stop editing the podcast. <laughs> 
I love doing it. It's so much fun. <laughs> I, play, I play Switch you, while I do it. <laughs> is it is it time to talk about MPH? I think it's time we talk about God, MPH. we have so much to say about this. I know. Because we haven't even talked about MPH yet, and I feel like that is like a whole episode. That's a whole – girl. What's crazy to me – and we've got a big uh, – lots of bullets under his name. But this isn't even one of them. It's wild to me that he came out in 2006. I know. And what's wild about that is it's like to this day, outside of Ellen DeGeneres, maybe the most important coming out of all time. Yes, correct. Because of his resume – yeah. Because he has, he's like, so basically, other than doing Hedwig and the Angry Inch on Broadway and like, it's a sin, he mm-hmm. exclusively does super straight shit. Yeah. Only he starts off child actor Doogie Hauser, which, right. honestly, like, it, that still is like, a, that name means something. That, I've never seen a show, but I know, like, it's when he says Doogie Hauser, I know what like, they're referencing. And if they're like doing it in reference to something, I understand the reference. So iconic there. And then super, Starship Troopers. The iconic Paul Verhoeven movie. Look, we just didn't understand it. We get it now. Uh, and then, I mean, his big kind of thing that kind of cemented the, the second act of him is Harold and Kumar. Right. Right, because like, is, isn't Harold and Kumar pre-How I Met Your Mother? Yes. The first one is, I'm pretty sure it's 2004 is the first one. Or maybe and... it's around the same time. I'm not sure, but. So Harold and Kumar, yeah, 2004. And then how much your mother starts the next year. So that's like, okay. I feel like that's cast. I, to me, that, that feels striking while the iris hot against this sort of like miscast. Not a miscast, like playing against type that was like such a big scene stealer. Right. Um, and so he does that. And then that, that he has the classic like norm role uh, of just the not. He's like in the main cast, but he's definitely sort of like the outsider. You're the Kramer of the sitcom. And how much your mother lasted for so fucking long and it's one of those shows the least funny show that people have liked ever for real for fucking real (laughs) i literally my friends in high school were so obsessed with the show straight bros by the way Mm -hmm. and it was just like i would they try to show it to me and i was like why do y'all think this is funny i don't get it i get nothing absolutely nothing and but he is so successful for that and that truly just like lets him he gets blank checked in Hollywood. He'll be forever and always. And then he is just like a nightmare. <laughs> well, yeah, he's a nightmare person. And I, 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 one thing I don't like about MPH and like everything he represents is to me, he represents the most like homonormative, like assimilation type gay. Mm-hmm. I feel like not only do straights like him because he's straight acting and plays straight roles well. And because mm-hmm. he's just a, basically a straight guy who's gay he also has become i feel like a beacon for younger gay men Mm -hmm. like especially in our age group and younger i feel like it's like oh i want to be like mph and his husband because they're like a power couple and they're like normal and like i guess for the most part people assume they're monogamous they're probably not no they're Um, definitely not and it's just like i just hate everything that he it's not like his fault i guess necessarily but that's just what he's become like that's the Mm -hmm. figure he is to me is like he just represents like mainstream gay culture he's very like pete Buttigieg, just like just neo-lib nonsense it's bullshit it's very see at the table nonsense Mm -hmm. like and i don't like that what he's built his entire career on is that he was really good at playing like a straight guy who's like a piece of shit and everyone's like, oh my, Hollywood's like, oh my God, we're so impressed that this like faggot can like play like a straight guy. And <laughs> and that proved to everyone that gay men can act, even though we've been doing it on Broadway for fucking decades. Mm-hmm. Fuck off, everyone. Fuck off. It's awful. It's but stupid. he works. That's, I'm looking at stuff. He works. He's working though, honey. People He's love working. him. And, but the thing is, straight people love him. Straight people love him. I don't know any, sing. not, maybe at the time gay men were like very like, oh my God, MPH, because it's like we had nothing then. No. So of course we looked up to him, but I feel like now I have not not one gay person gives a shit about him. Well, I, just he just is such a just nightmare person. Everyone, it's like an open secret that he's terrible to work with and is so rude. And then remember that thing he did a couple years ago? So it was Rachel Bloom um, was doing like the she was not the Tony's host, but she was doing like the backstage banter and stuff. So she, like you know, Audrey McDonald would ever walk out the stage like, oh, how would you feel winning your seventeenth Tony? And they would respond whatever. But during it, she like did like some bit. And Rachel or Neil Patrick Harris was like, "Who the fuck is this lady? This unfunny lady, la la la, doing this, ruining the scene, the behind the scenes, Tony." And Rachel Bloom was like, "Hi, we've met multiple times. My husband actually wrote on How I Met Your Mother and wrote the episode where you come out to your dad." And he was like, 
Oops. Uh, but that's just like the biggest, like he's a monster to me in the entire world. Well, no wonder he like gets along with like the Ryan Murphys and all the other mm-hmm. elite gay Hollywood nightmares. You know, <sighs> could you imagine being on a set with Leah Michelle, whatever his name, Neil Patrick Harris, Ryan Murphy, hell, hell world. It's like honestly iconic to me, like how much we've realized that Glee like was a nightmare set to be oh. on after the fact because it was so obvious just even watching the show and like just interviews with the cast. Like when I watched like the first season of it and like thought I liked it, mm-hmm. I would just be like, "Huh, I feel like these people hate each other." Well, all of, all all of the you know death that has come out of that show, it's awful. It's curse. It's the Donda of shows. It really is Donda of shows. Uh, we shouldn't have made it. Um, but yeah, he is just an interesting person. Cause I feel like the last kind of like actually interesting thing he did was Gone Girl. Yeah, I it's thought that was interesting in too. He gets like fucking murked in Gone Girl. It's one of you the best scenes in the film. Donk. You see that dick right there? Ooh. Do you think Covered he's hot? Blood. Okay, so I was looking through his Wikipedia page, and he has this no. picture of him with a mustache, and I was like, oh, oh no, let me see this fucking photo and judge you. It's under other media. Okay. okay sorry. I bought someone. Joss Whedon's a long ass page. I know. Um, Neil. 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 Patrick Where Kass. are you? Oh, oh do you know he provided the voice for Disney California Adventure Parks, California Screaming, which is a very scary ride. Oh, he just looks like he's about to go play golf. I know. And it's so hot. Oh. I'm not into it. I think him and his husband look boring. Oh they, my god! Isn't was it Darian Lake on Drag Race? I was like, I fucking hate Neil Patrick Harris's husband on the episode. <laughs> That's so iconic. I fucking love her. Yeah, um, I just feel like they probably have like really no. You know what it is? On the surface, they want everyone to think they're vanilla and normal, but I bet they like fist on the weekends, like random oh, dudes yeah. that they meet. Like, they're freaks. I know they are. Freaks. And that's what I hate about them. I'm just like, be freaks. Just be a freak. Like, actually be a good spokesperson for us. Fucking... Be, be who we are, which are a bunch of fucking perverts. Well, yes, we should all be in jail. Be a John Waters. Yeah, be a it's John Waters. And I, just, I just don't I just don't like him. And I just feel like whenever he, like, I've watched interviews with him, I just feel like he's very pompous mm-hmm. and just, like, yeah, I mean, but again, I could see why I mean, Ellen is a nightmare, too. You know what I mean? It's like these mm-hmm. gay, like, watershed-type people, like, they're worshipped by not the gay community, but, like, the gay media, I think mm-hmm. is the way I'd put it. Like, your GLAAD awards and all that kind of mm-hmm. crap. All, like, the fucking other elite gays that are trying to also be as elite as them. All the fucking Randy Rainbows shit. Yeah, it's just like, I, I just don't feel, like, seen by them. Like, it's no. like... It's just sad. I'm just yeah. like, I, I, like, I, nothing about MPH is like, oh, yeah, that's me. Like, I yeah, feel, no. relate, like, I feel like I can relate to this guy. I just, no, I mean, all the people we listed are basically just human Bank of America pride floats. Yeah, it's very that energy. It's very mm-hmm. that energy. And certain people very love no that. Very no kink at pride. Certain and people gonna, love that. I'm going to say this right here on this pod right now. I think that MPH's fame and likability by straight people is one of the reasons why gay people are so much more accepted now. Yep, it is. Like, I would just go out there on a limb and say that. It's just, for me, like, I remember in high school, my straight guy friends being like, God, Neil Patrick Harris is so cool. Like, he's, like, gay, but you wouldn't even know. He's not like he, he, he's not he like the other gay. gays. He's not, not like a fucking gay. faggot is basically what they were saying, mm-hmm. you know? And I remember, like, being about that shit. And I remember I wanted to be like that, too. Yes. Like, I wanted to be one of the gays that was not like the other gays. I was, like, oh. broy and straight. If I could sell out and be just, like, a fucking vag that made, like... If I, would like, wrote commercials for Facebook where Eureka O'Hara said, you are seen here, and I sold out and was, like, a millionaire because of that, I would do it in a heartbeat. I know, and it's so sad because I feel like I doubled down so hard on being, like, a straight straight acting gay that even to this day when I put on like makeup or I put on like a skirt or I do more feminine things I have imposter syndrome Mm, like I'm like this isn't me not because I don't want to do it but because I've told myself so much to hate that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. that like even though I celebrate it when other people do it now it's like for me personally can't do it can't and that sucks so it's like fuck you MPH like it's like I actually didn't need you I needed to be bullied more and then just be my little faggy fucking fairy self (sighs) and instead I tried to assimilate and I'm some weird (laughs) crossbreed that nobody likes nobody likes it that's here's the thing (laughs) I I, Magneto was right Magneto was right Magneto was right sis (sighs) 
Isn't it weird that a gay man plays maybe one of the most straight villains ever in Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog? Crazy. That's crazy because villains are so gay. A straight, he crushes it as a straight villain and it's... He does. Bad. He crushes it. He absolutely does. He's great in this. He's great. Objectively. Uh, yeah. And, he, and his voice is great. I mean, like, everyone mm-hmm. else sucks at singing, but he's got a good voice. He has a great voice. I have... I actually don't even know why I still have it, but I have the <laughs> the final edition of the NPH Hedwig. Don't know yeah, why. Love All it. right. Um, why do straight people love this movie? I think we've covered a we've lot of really it. We've really covered it. Straight people love nerd shit. They love Joss Whedon. They love Neil Patrick Harris. They love Neil Patrick Harris. I... Yeah, it's just... <laughs> it's... It's... It's honestly impressive for Neil Patrick Harris to make the straightest villain in a mu- How does this is how fucking straight Neil Patrick Harris is? He makes a mi- villain in a musical heterosexual. I know it's insane in a musical. In a musical, and he has the most phallic weapon, bitch. He's shooting a gun that makes shit that makes you stop. That makes you stop. The freeze ray. Freeze rays are gay. Freeze rays are very gay. They're like one of the gayest weapons you can use. It either sounds like fever ray. Or it sounds like Ray of Light, both of which are gay. <laughs> Very. Ray's are gay. Ray like Romano, Mama, she's gay. I feel like we haven't talked about Nathan Fillion enough. We straight haven't. people love Nathan Fillion. Actually, I will go out on a limb and say this, though. Mm-hmm. I feel like if straight men need someone to look up to in this world, Ooh. it's Nathan Fillion. He's good looking. He's a nice Ooh, yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. He is a really fun actor. He can do mm-hmm. comedy. He can do drama. I just feel like he seems like a great guy. I feel like Love I would him. have a great conversation with him if I met him. Oh, yeah. He'd, He'd just be, be the interested. sweetest dude. Yes. And, yeah, he – I love him so much. I love, 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 love him in Slither, which he's great. Oh, I haven't seen that in years. Incredible in that. I think it's cool that he just does, like, voice acting for, like, video game stuff now. He's, like, he's a big so voice cool. guy. He's so cool. He's such a cool guy. I feel like he's never cheated on his wife. No. He's probably, like – Never made a woman feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder what it was like being on set with Firefly with him and Joss Whedon. Oh, I wonder if Nathan Fillion was constantly like, "Dude, bro, stop, dude. No. It's not. That's not cool, man." Uh, I love him. I love. He's. This is. He is so unbelievably fucking hot in this. <laughs> yeah, this is like at the height of his powers for sure. Yeah, it really. It's and he's such a goofball in like a straight boy way, like class clown mm-hmm. way. But it's endearing. Yeah, he's just, he's my favorite of the three. Oh yeah, well Felicia yeah. Day. Felicia Day is. I think I said a lot. She could be replaced by an upturned broom, and nothing of value will be lost in this. God, that no. outfit that she's wearing. Like, Terrible. Like, I do like Simon Hedberg in this, though. I love Simon Hedberg. I mean, he's fine, he's but he's sweaty. there. He's, he's so sweaty. sweaty. He's so he's, sweaty. He's incredible in a net. He's okay in a net. <laughs> that scene where he is talking about him and uh, Marion Cotillard's love, and it's in the circle of like him conducting, incredible. One, one of the great scenes of that movie, of that perfect movie. <laughs> no, the best scene in the movie is definitely when Annette ascends during the not Super Bowl. <laughs> the Hyper Bowl, I think is what they called it. <laughs> The worst choice of the movie made for me is when Annette doesn't sing during that sequence. I feel like the audience should have booed her. <laughs> like, I know it's dark because she's a baby, but I yeah. feel like I would have laughed my ass off if everyone just booed this baby for not singing. I would have. I was waiting for it, and then they didn't do it. And I was like, okay, I guess I respect the decision, but I really think it would have been a good laugh if they just booed this bitch. Every every line of that movie is so fucking – or that scene is so fucking good because she doesn't sing, and they keep starting it over again, and the director or whatever is drinking. He's like, she is a baby pepper. after all. She is a baby after all. And then she goes, my daddy kills people. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. So good. I gotta rewatch in that. Um, perfect movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. We talked about it all. Nerd shit, Joss Whedon, New Patrick Harris. We did it. Yeah, we covered it. We covered it. Is there anything gay about this movie? I think there's a couple of gay things. A little bit, yeah. you know, Neil Patrick Harris in the, his first vlog, he goes, emails. I say that a lot. Yeah, emails. Emails. We get really excited about them. <laughs> like, ooh, it's like regular mail, but on my phone. I love it. Um, that scene, it's not really gay, but it's hot whenever you know, uh, Captain Hammer is beating up Dr. Horrible. It's just punching him over and over again, and his arms are so big, and that tight little Gildan t-shirt. 
Mm. Oh, girl. Yeah, and then yeah. honestly, just Nathan Fillion killing me. Um, that's gay. If he you, just came out of the TV and just that'd be gay. murked me. You know what I think is really gay? The okay. fact that our episode about the thing is going to be longer than <laughs> that's gay. <laughs> Look, we had a lot to say. <laughs> oh no! And uh, I just wanted to throw in that I think that a very gay trait for me is thinking you're funny when you're not. Is that think shade? Of, think not to you, <laughs> but I feel like a lot of gay people think they're funnier than they are. Oh yeah. Oh girl. You know? And I yes. feel like this 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 uh, web series also thinks it's funnier than it's not. It sure is. It's not it's funny. Not funny. I didn't laugh one time. Nope. The entire time. <laughs> Uh, it is. I cringed a lot. Cringed. Oh, it. I had to. I had to picture and picture this because uh, there were times where I couldn't look at the screen while people were singing. Uh, because yeah. it, it's it's like in remember that scene in uh, Eternal Sunshine whenever he's going up to uh, Clementine at the bookstore and tries to turn her around and she can't. Yeah. That's what it was like if I tried to look at the screen. It was it, my head would just just jolt back. <laughs> Love that. I couldn't see it. It's a nightmare, but it's actually saving you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a daymare. It's it's Mary Beast Town. It's bad. Um, It's just bad. It's not funny, and it's bad, and it's horrible. It's 40 minutes. If you want to watch because the episode, you don't have to, but. Yeah, we covered pretty much everything about it. Yeah, we did. Oh, he kills her at the end. Oh, yeah, he kills her at the end. And uh, I actually will. I'm going to throw this out here really quick. I thought that last song was the most of a serve of a song there was mm-hmm. because there was like weird backing vocals yeah, and was. like some cool beat switches. And I was like, all right. Okay. I think that's a really good ending. <laughs> I think the last five minutes is very good. Yeah. The last five minutes kind of redeems the whole thing. It's like, yeah. oh, cool. He killed the bitch because like, who cares about her, right? She's annoying. Yeah. And he's just like in the league of villains. Like everyone loves him. He's adored, but he feels yeah it definitely it has a like a punch of an ending i kind of i was like okay okay joss and that's that's gay behavior too actually because i feel like a straight man in the same scenario would like not care Mm -hmm. like he'd be like oh i killed her yep or his like guilt would like eat him up and he would like act out but like neil patrick Harris is just quietly suffering yeah and i feel like that's gay that's gay ending a movie abruptly gay Gay. Like the ending of There Will Be Blood turns mm-hmm. it from a straight movie to a gay movie. Exactly. The ending of Mommy makes it gayer. Is mm-hmm. he going to fly out the window? I don't know. And I while mean, Born to Die is playing? <laughs> the ending of The Lobster is like, is he going to stab his eyes out? We don't know. I love that shit. Like the end of Inception, is the, Inception. Is the spinning top going to fall down or not? <laughs> Will the top win or lose? Um, Always lose. That. Always lose. Yeah. <laughs> we, we always lose. We always lose. Um... Speaking of losing, got a gay recommendation. This is a section of the pod where we recommend a movie that's a little gayer than this one. Uh, I have one. It's another web series, a little longer. It's 30 episodes, but it's called Husbands. Uh, I came out in 2011 uh, by Brad Bell, uh, a.k.a. Cheeks, and uh, Jane Espenson, Espenson, who also like worked on Buffy and was like, a producer for like five seasons. Uh, and Husbands, have you ever seen Husbands? Do you know what it is? Never heard of it. Yeah, it's it's really good. I went. I was a huge fan of the first two seasons, and I really watched the second season or third season. But um, I like met I met Cheeks at uh, SDCC. That was the only good thing that came out of Comic Con was I got to meet uh, Cheeks, and very nice, cute little twink. But the podcast was a podcast. But the web series is about um, it's Cheeks and this baseball player get married and. they're like the first big gay marriage, but they, it's like a, uh, it was a drunken Vegas wedding and they're like, okay, do we stay together? Cause we don't actually know each other. Um, oh, that's funny. I like yeah. that concept. It's really fun. And so like Cheeks is very like femme. He's very, uh, you know, the other guy's very butch. He's a baseball player. And it's them trying to like figure it out. Um, and it's like, it's cool. Cause it's, it was, uh, um, kind of 2011 and, it's very much about like the presentation of queerness and like, it is kind of like what you're talking about, about Neil Patrick Harris about like, do you be the stoic straight, like cisgendered uh, presentation, Neil Patrick Harris, or do you be the flamboyant femme high queen that Cheeks is? And it's sort of like them figuring that out themselves. And it's fantastic. Love yeah. It. I want to watch great. it. That sounds great. Yeah. It's each episode is like three minutes. It's real short. You can, you can knock it out real quick. Uh, 
And I feel like Brad Brad Bell isn't really talked about as much as uh, he should be. He's a fantastic, great guy. Cute. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take you up on your recommendation. That sounds yeah, fun. Yeah, thank you. Um, I guess I already kind of like mentioned it, but I feel like a web series that I thought was really funny is The Gay and Wondrous Life of Caleb Gallo. Mm-hmm. Have you watched that? I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's super funny. You'll recognize the guy, I forget his name, that's like starring and like writes for it because he's like in, he's very like a gay figurehead. Okay. In, in, on the internet. Okay. I think his name's Brian Alvarez or something like Brian that. Brian Alvarez. Okay. Um, And it's very funny. It's very LA. It's like basically like a group of friends where some are gay, some are straight. And it's just like super silly and nonsensical. And it's just fun for no reason. It also has my favorite quote, probably one of my favorite quotes from any piece of media ever, which is when a character goes, sometimes things that are expensive are worse. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah. It's a Love good time. That. It's really funny. I don't remember how many episodes there are, but it's all on YouTube. Oh, perfect. Um, and, yeah, it's like a, it's a super fun gay time. Um, also, oh, fuck, what was that? Um, I watched this one web series. It like, is it dad.com? Uh, dad.com? Dad, no. It's like YouTube. Dylan, are you looking at porn right now? Yes, actually. Uh, one second. Series a Gay Hookup. Uh, it was called Daddy Hunt. That's what it was. Ooh, that definitely sounds like a gay porn site. It, so it's a. Uh, it was. Um, no, it was about. It's like for a Daddy Hunt. It was like a advert series uh, about this. Uh, you know, younger twink meeting a daddy on the internet, and it's a web series. It's fantastic. I highly suggest it. And it's okay, hot. cool. There are three seasons. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, it's great. So Daddy Hunt the Serial, short movie. It's fantastic. Please watch it. Alright. <laughs> there you we're go. Like, we're like, web series are so straight, and then we give you three vastly different web series. Uh, that are all gay porn, as shit. That are all gay as shit. Yeah. Love it. Um, I think that's... This episode is going to be longer than the fucking podcast. Or the fucking web series. I keep doing that. <laughs> watch this like, be your longest episode ever. It's going to be. It's going to be so fucking long. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, my name is Dylan Garcia. You can find me on the internet everywhere and always and all the time uh, at Twitter at Dylan Garcia, on Instagram at Garcia, and Letterboxd also at Garcia. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at K-R-K-V-N-S-C-K-L-E. Woohoo! We did it. We did it. I love it. Cute. I love it. All right, bye. Bye, bitches. And out came talk. Oh, oh.